Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back. Nice to have Sid Hartman joining us in the studio. Sid, before we go anywhere else, I know you want to say something about your friends at Starkey. Well, if you have a hearing problem, there's only one place to go. It's Starkey and Eden Prairie. They have certain helped me. Bill Austin runs the agency. He owns the, and he'll help you 100%. They have new Starkey stuff to, to overnight will we'll do doing the job for you. So take my advice and go to Starkey. All right, let's talk some sports. Sid, what did you think of the Gopher game? Well, at one time it was 26 to 12. I was a little worried. But I thought Northwestern was better than I thought they would be. So, uh, Moran, the quarterback is unbelievable. I he might turn pro. I mean, uh, they might uh, turn him pro. I mean, how, ca- how could he do that? Huh? How could he do that? He's only a sophomore. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He can't do that. No. Nope, Winfield could. Uh, Winfield and probably I think Winfield will. will. Yeah. How about Bateman? Oof. I mean, they've never had a wide receiver like him. How he takes those passes and takes them in great side, it's unbelievable. I think Wisconsin looked awful good yesterday. Yeah. 45 points. Taylor, it would be very tough to stop. They weren't that good against the run yesterday. I didn't think. The Gophers. Yeah. yeah. So do you have a prediction yet for the Minnesota-Wisconsin game, or do you want to wait a Let while? Let me guess. They could win, but they might lose. They're going to limb there, Mike. I don't know. I think it's very hard to pick. I wonder how the, how the uh, gamblers will uh, pick that Have they game. set that yet? Uh, you know, they should be setting that as of now. So, tell you what, somebody text us. The number, text on our call. The number is uh, 651-989-9226. Uh, I could probably look it up on my cell phone, too. Yeah, if, if the early odds are out on that game, we, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so, uh, Sid, the uh, focus of the country will be on, uh, on Minnesota for that game. But uh, certainly getting Tanner Morgan back yesterday made a big difference. I suppose you knew probably on Tuesday or Wednesday that Tanner Morgan was going to play. I, I, uh, I didn't think he would play. I, I, uh, I mean, he kept on talking like he wasn't going to play. But I'll tell you <laughs> what, if that Kramer had a goal, Bud Grant thinks he is the best high school quarterback that Eden Ferry ever had. And he just uh, thinks he's very good, very good, never threw an interception in all his uh, career at uh, Eden Ferry. And uh, like I say, Bud Grant has a way in all this. 
Mike, uh, were you surprised? To, no, because uh, I was told on Wednesday he was going to be cleared, and I yeah. did everything I could to intimate that without without saying <laughs> without saying it on the radio and on TV for three straight days. He's going to play. But here's the interesting part of it, Dave. That that um, obviously, if he's cleared, you're going to play him anyway. But uh, as I understand it, uh, Kramer would it would have been his fourth game. That is correct. Could, that, so so, so if he, he would have played. Been... Even and I think the Gophers would have won if he would have played. But now next week, if Tanner Morgan gets hurt, if Kramer is the guy you want to put in the game, now you've given up his first year of eligibility. So it got a little bit tricky there in terms of I believe if, uh, if he had played he, because he didn't, he could play next week. Now preserve. he can play next yeah, week. That would just, be game number four, and he yep. could not play in the Big Ten championship game or the bowl game. Yeah. So if he had played yesterday, and then they come back next week with Tanner Morgan, and Tanner Morgan gets hurt. In the third quarter, yep. now you're looking at giving up his whole first year of eligibility to play him for, you know, these are the scenarios that you had to play through to get to him. But Tanner Morgan's, is, uh, you know, he, he might, I don't know, he might not be the best quarterback I've ever seen for the Gophers, but he's played the position better than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, I was trying to remember who it would be. And, you know, somebody asked me about Sandy Stevens. I said, you can't compare him. Mm. The game is so different. I saw Sandy Stevens play. The way Sandy Stevens played quarterback, he was a running back. Uh, and, I mean, he, he passed very, very seldom. They may throw eight passes in a game. Morgan is more a pro-style player, you know, and he's not very tall. You stand by him, and you must, you and he must be about the, the same height, Mike. I think and, so, yeah. He, but yet he he gets some passes deflected and some knocked down, but putting passes on target where only Bateman or Johnson can get them, and Johnson can out-jump anybody. Yep. You throw it up in the end zone, he'll catch every high ball. When he threw that interception yesterday, I was just shocked. Did the running back fall down? Well, Johnson fell down, and I don't know who which one was his target. But I mean, I was just Smith shocked fell. because we're so yeah. not we're so used to him never making a mistake anymore. You know, yep. you're absolutely right. And that offensive line that was fairly shaky in the first three, and when they bring in the extra lineman, I mean that yeah. that is so much fun. You look, there's this big wall in, yep. front of, in front of Morgan. It's just like come and get him. Yep, try, try to get through this. Said so that this is. This Gopher team has got more people talking. I, I, I went to Rochester on, on Monday. I spoke in Rochester. I couldn't believe the talk about Gopher football. People say, you know, does it remind you of anything? Well, I'm probably not old enough to, to have it remind me of any era, uh, maybe the 59, 60, 61, uh, you know, Rose Bowl teams. But I don't remember anything since then. I had people talking Gopher football the way they're doing now. You're 100% right. I mean, the- Way back to 61 with Murray Warmoth, I think uh, there was talking there that when they had Muncie, Stevens, and, uh, and those people, they're talking about... Uh, a guy named Bobby Bell was pretty good on that team. Bobby Bell. Yeah. I understand Bobby Bell gave a big plug at that uh, deal. Yeah, uh, that... <laughs> Uh, shockingly. Most importantly, Bobby Bell gives it a big plug. I, I I hear that during this week there is a good chance that Bobby Bell is going to be named to the top 100 football players of the first uh, 100 years. They, they've they been working their way through, and they're going to get to linebackers. I'm sure Butkus might be one of them. I don't know about Nitschke, but I'm guessing Bobby Bell is going to be part of that uh, that crew, your, he, your close personal he, friend. He deserves it. I, 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 mean, I agree with you. He could have played any position. 
He wanted to play oh. quarterback. Yeah, Murray wouldn't let him. Murray wouldn't talk about him. Bobby Probably won- could play power forward on the basketball team, too, huh? Absolutely. Well, we talked about quarterback, and even Bobby says, you know, Sandy Stevens was pretty good. When we say, Bobby, you could have played any position. He said, no, Sandy Stevens was, was pretty good. But Bobby was such a great athlete. You look at Bobby Bell today, whatever, Bobby is 79 years old, probably close to 80. He still looks in, in great shape, thin waist, broad shoulders. Unbelievable. And he comes up yeah. here. Drop of a hat, any invitation, any opportunity Bobby Bell gets to come here, he will be here. Yeah, we had him on a couple weeks ago yeah. there, getting ready for the Chiefs game. Go ahead, Sid. I'm sorry. Sid? Go ahead. Go ahead. He, uh, without a doubt, was the best football player ever for place for the Gophers. Wow. This is off the beaten path. Mike? I mean, it's a right-hand turn here. But I was listening to Eric Nelson and Chuck Foreman last night on our airwaves. And Eric said there was some list out of the top 100 running backs, and Chuck wasn't on it. How could that possibly be? I don't know. I've always been uh, president of the Chuck Foreman fan club and, and thought he's one of the most under-recognized people. Oh. I thought he changed the game. I, I, I really thought. And he was the best running back in the NFL for a couple of years. He right? was, and he developed that spin move yep. that was so not like anything we'd seen before. I just and Foreman could catch a ball out of the backfield. He he was such a good football player. I can't imagine a list of 100 running backs, 100 best running backs that would not include Chuck Foreman. Yeah, and he said, you know, he, he and Lydell Mitchell was his kind of contemporary yeah. back then. He was talking about that that they didn't get because their their yards were cumulative, and everybody said, well, you got to run for 1,200 yards to be considered this. But they, as you mentioned, they changed the game. Yep. Well, we're going to have Bud Grant on in about four minutes from right now, talking about Fred Cox and some of those other Vikings in the great side of the path. Why don't we take a break about a minute early here, and we'll get things set up so we can give Bud a call. Just we got a text message. PJ Fleck. Yep. PJ should be joining us. That should be about oh, 15 minutes uh, from right now. Lindsey Whalen uh, is going to uh, join us. That will be at uh, 10:45. They had a nice victory yesterday. Then Brian Lawton, Glenn Mason, maybe somebody else in the 11 o'clock hour. So a lot of good guests to come. Let's clear the decks here for Bud Grant by taking a break. Right now, you are listening to the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back. Uh, in the last hour, Mike and I had a chance to uh, talk about the Vikings, both uh, current Viking team and past Viking teams, and that immediately led to a discussion of Fred Cox, who unfortunately passed away during the week at age 82, and, and we got to talking about so many of those guys and the fragile health of a lot of the early Vikings, and we said, well, whenever you want to talk about the early Vikings, there is one authority you absolutely want to try to get on the air, so we made a call to Bud Grant and said, Bud Grant is standing by to talk to us right now. Hey, Bud. Talk yeah. about Kramer's uh, uh, for Eden Prairie. Yeah, you seen him play a lot, and you told me he's the best high school quarterback you've ever seen. You think he could have done the job if the uh, Vikings at the Gopher quarterback couldn't do the job? Um, I didn't get any of that. Set him up in Wisconsin. I don't have a good connection here. Maybe somebody can repeat that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll step in. Uh, he was. At, he said you apparently had a conversation earlier about Kramer, the Viking quarterback. I'm sorry, Gopher go, quarterback. Go for quarterback. A lot of rumors during the week that he might be called into action, and and you apparently told Sid that would be no problem because he was such an outstanding high school quarterback. Well, I, of course, Mike uh, coached him, and I saw a lot of even very high school, which I enjoy a lot. Uh, and you know, watch him develop, and, and uh, you know he, he's a good prospect. Uh, he's only a freshman, <laughs> but he's uh, he certainly uh, has the capabilities to 
to play, and I'm sure he's going to have a great future. Talk about uh, Fred Cox. How great a player was he? Well, Fred Cox, when I got here, Fred was here, and the thing about Fred was that he was a very good athlete. Uh, you know, he played at Pittsburgh, and he, and he was a running back. Uh, he's a striker. But if you watch the, any of the games, uh, Viking games, Fred was always right next to me. And um, we, we did a lot of different things with kicking, which they don't do today, which I'm not sure I understand. But they kick them in the end zone, and, and kickoffs now are not even a part of football hardly anymore. But we used to kick the ball with Fred because he was a great soccer player. And he could kick the ball into the corners. And uh, other two different receivers that we thought were not as capable of returning as others. Uh, example, we played San Francisco, and we I told Fred to kick to this guy because he has a history of fumbling. He fumbled the ball. We got the we got the fumble, and we won we won the game the year after San Francisco won the Super Bowl. Anyway, Fred was a great athlete. That was the main thing. He ran all of our scout teams. Uh, he, he was a running back in our scout teams. He never went and stood in the corner during practice. We utilized him in all aspects of the game. He understood football very well. He was a great athlete and just tremendous asset to the Vikings at that time. And uh, it's an era that's kind of passed because you don't see any straight-on kickers anymore. He scored a lot of points for us, and he was an integral part of our team for many years. But I was out there last week, and uh, as is the case at the, in that Vikings family, Les Pico says, Mike, come on, we got to go out in the parking lot. Bud's got a couple of bucks on the top of his Suburban. And sure enough, I didn't get a chance to see you, but I saw the deer. Uh, it, this uh, it went a little bit viral, but uh, uh, you dragged a couple of big bucks out. Explain uh, your hunting this year. Well, well, that was the Minnesota season. We were up in Roso with our good friend Gary Anker, and uh, Pat got a buck, my companion, and uh, uh, first I shot a buck about, oh, 9 o'clock at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. She just shot a nice eight-point buck. So we got two nice nice deer, and we're uh, happy about that. Right now I'm up in Wisconsin. My grandson and I hunted all day yesterday, and he shot a nice buck last night, last late yesterday afternoon. So the deer season has been good. Duck season, not very good, but deer season has been great this year. <laughs> How about that, Pat? Your your great friend per, person. Did she shoot? Oh yes, oh absolutely. <laughs> said I, I tried to treat you to shoot, but you never took you never took to it very well. You used to shoot blackbirds and and. Anyway, yeah, she does a better job. I, I didn't do a very good job with you, Sid. You were a good fisherman, but not a very good duck hunter. Hey, hey Bud, you still watch uh, the Vikings uh, with a critical eye, and you you know a lot about football. What do you think about uh, Cousins' play in, in the last month? You've you've seen good quarterback plays over the years. How would you rank what he's done over the last month with some of the best you've seen? Well, I think the uh, statistics are, uh, you know, they're out there. You, they're, they're easy for you to see. Everybody's critical and, and analyzes your quarterbacks all the time. When he was at Washington, you know, he, I'm, I was interested because a lot of he led a lot of comebacks for for Washington. Uh, they didn't have a great, you know, the great teams, but he was always an integral part of what they did. And I was very, I was very delighted to have him come here because he's got the, uh, you know, the ability to, to uh, throw the football as well as anybody in the league. He just has to play on a you know a good enough team to get the ball enough times to to show what he could do, and I think he's done that. 
And if he can stay healthy and everybody else stays healthy, hey, we got a, we got a great shot. You had a hard time establishing quarterbacks. Uh, you had Tarkington for a long time, but then you had a few of them. Uh, don't you think it's best that the Vikings have one quarterback? I didn't get quite all of that, Sid. I'm breaking up a little bit here. I think, I think Bud, what he said is, uh, you know, you had Tarkington for all those years, and you learned that it's great to have just one number one quarterback instead of, uh, uh, you know, worrying about or who's going to play this week and those kinds of things, and that's what you have with Cousins right now. Well, uh, I mean, that's somebody else's decisions. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just a fan now, and... Uh, uh, I, I like what the Vikings are doing. I think Jimmer's done just doing a great job, and and uh, you know we got it. We got a shot, and Cousins is a big part of all of that. And uh, Steelman um, negotiated that that trade and and got Cousins, and they need a, a top quarterback, not necessarily always the best quarterback. I don't like that word best, but one of the top quarterbacks. And Cousins proven that. The other thing that he's got is durability. He doesn't miss many games. He doesn't miss practices. Uh, he can take he can take the hits. He can take the 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 mental aspect of the game. And, uh, his durability, I think, is one of his greatest assets, and I think that'll put us in in a good position here going down the stretch. But before we let you go, Sid's got a last question. I just wanted to go back for a minute to Fred Cox. I think one of the most surprising things this week in reading all the nice things about him was not only is he the leading scorer in Viking history with Chris Carter being second, it's not even close. I think we've lost track of just how productive he was for such a long period of time. And that was, that was again, his, his, uh, uh, his great strength. He, he came to practice every day. He knew everything we did on offense. He went to all of our meetings. Uh, he was a great football mind. And because he was such a good athlete, he was interested in everything we were doing. And as I mentioned earlier, I turned around. Fred Cox was in the bench was right next to me. He <laughs> wanted to where I wanted to kick the ball into the end the corners at the field. And remember, at our stadium, sometimes had some slick spots. And he was a soccer sale. I mean, he, he could kick soccer ball. He was a soccer player. He could kick the ball in the wet parts of the field where they couldn't return him. He knew what the wind was. He knew where the sun was. Uh, all of those things go into kicking in those days more than they do now. And Fred Cox was uh, as valuable to our team in that era as any player we, we've ever had. And I, I saw him here not too long ago, and we had a great visit. And uh, he, just, he was a great friend and a great asset to the team for many years. But one last question to yesteryear. Tommy Kramer was on the other day with Dave Lee, and they were t- recounting that comeback against San Francisco. And uh, Tommy said uh, in the, the, the Met Stadium that you looked at him and said, Rookie, get ready, you're going in. What do you remember about that day, the greatest comeback in Vikings history? You know, I'm 92 years old now. My, my <laughs> is not as good as Sid's, and uh, I don't remember a lot about it. I've mean, coached over 300 and some games. I uh, lose track of some of those games. And one of the, the aspects of coaching, and my son Mike, who's up here hunting with us, and coaches Eden Prairie, of course, uh, he has the same thing. Once the game is over, you forget about it and go on to the next one and don't live in the past or live in, you know, a memory. Uh, that's particularly true of football and even more important when you lose to get rid of that, <laughs> get rid of those thoughts as early as you can. So to answer your question, I don't recall 
any aspects of the game other than, of course, the history of it. Sid? But if you had a chance to watch any of the gopher wide receivers, uh, talk about them. I didn't get that. Well, Sid wants to give you, we'll get back to that later, Sid, but you want to give him a Murray certificate. Oh, yeah, Murray, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> they don't, hey, put it put it in the mail, I'll go way down there next week, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> but we always appreciate your availability, especially when on days like this when we've got interesting, uh, uh, applicable stuff to talk to you about. Uh, good luck on your, on your trip back to Twin Cities and enjoy your meal at Murray's. Well, we are, and we're going to go out and see if we can get another deer for my son. Sounds, sounds Thank great. You. Thanks, bud. All right, uh, PJ Fleck next. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. Nice goal for football in Evanston yesterday. People talking about the big game coming up Saturday afternoon, 2.30, here against Wisconsin. PJ Fleck standing by to talk to us. Sid, it's all yours. PJ Fleck, goal for football coach. Mr. Fleck. When did you really find out that Morgan could play? Uh, about five years ago, we started recruiting him, Sid. And, um, he's just a talented young man with um, high intangibles. Uh, he's a Christian man who really just values his life, values uh, the opinions uh, of a higher power. Um, he's just so grounded. He's been raised uh, in a tremendous family uh, with such a belief system and you know, uh, there's probably a lot of people who never believed in him, but he believed in himself. And you can't have other people believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And he's one of the, the one of the, one of the brightest young men I've ever met. Most importantly, though, uh, to be able to believe in yourself like he does is very rare. And uh, to be that type of a good good person on top of that, and a selfless person on type of top of uh, on top of that, and to serve and give on top of that, and to make everybody else around you better on top of that, that's the type of young man he is. I, th- I think, P.J., he meant, when did you know he could play this week with the protocol? <laughs> well, uh, we, again, that's out of my hands, but I found out uh, Wednesday morning uh, that he was able to participate in team activities uh, with a non-contact. So um, he had Sunday, Monday, Tuesday of going through certain protocols. He did not practice on Tuesday. On Wednesday, he did. Um and had non-contact and then had to go through a series of other things as we kept going through the week. Uh, but he was cleared uh, by our medical staff, our doctors, and then our trainers. And, you know, when it, when it happens with the head, head coaches are out of it, uh, for sure. Any type of injury, our medical staff, Dr. David Jewison, and then our trainer, Mike Sipniak, do an unbelievable job of uh, taking care of our players and making sure that they're 100% before they go back on the field. How about uh, working out? Is it two young quarterbacks work out during the week when you didn't know about Morgan? Yeah, they did. They had a great practice on Tuesday. Both of them got all the reps. They split them, and I thought they performed really well. Um, you know, they're getting better. I think that's a credit to Kirk Sharaka, our quarterback coach and offensive coordinator, of how much better they're getting in the short amount of time they've had. But you could just see they had more control. They had more command. I mean, they had to because they were possibly going to play, and their command went way up. And uh, they just need to be able to continue to take that through practice every single week, every single week, and every single day because you just never know when it's going to be their time. PJ, how do you prepare for a guy like Taylor? You don't have anybody on the scout team, or there may not be anybody in the country who runs quite like that. Uh, you did well last year in Madison. Is there anything special you can do when you know that freight train is coming your way? But instead of dressing somebody up that looks like them, not really. You know, I mean, that, that's about all you can do. Um, you know, we're going to we're gonna do everything we can to rotate fresh backs in. 
Um, you know, we were going to use um, some other, maybe some bigger guys back there uh, as well. But he's so special. I think he's one of the best players, if not the best player in college football. Um, he's proven that over a course of his three years. He's a phenomenal running back. He's got great vision. Uh, his offensive line takes care of him. You can tell they do it for each other. Uh, they, it's a special unit. It's a special group. Um, and he's a special football player. PJ, we had Omar Douglas on earlier who played for the Gophers. Of course, his son Demetrius is playing for you and playing more and more. He fumbled a couple times yesterday. You recovered both of them. One of them on the kickoff return, you could see that he couldn't see there was a guy coming from behind him. And I wondered as a coach, how much do you hold everybody accountable for every time they fumble? And how much do you say, boy, there's just nothing you could do about that? No, the ball is the program. And we have a saying that the guy who knocks it loose is the guy you never see. And, um, that's exactly what happened to Demetrius, and he, he learned a very valuable lesson. And, you know, again, same thing. When you have a younger team, right, which we technically do, um, guys can, can say, I got it, I got it, I got it, until you actually get burned by the stove uh, and you touch it. And that's what he did. And I know he'll respond from it. He's done a tremendous job for us with ball security all year. Um, but I know he'll respond from it and be better because of it. Were you happy with the defense in Northwestern at one time? It was 2016. Well, I thought that, you know, one thing they, you know, they, they played quarterbacks and one quarterback we hadn't really seen. And so, you know, they did a lot more quarterback run than we thought. And so we had to make some in-game, uh, in-game adjustments, which you have to. Um, you know, the other quarterback, they did not run as much, who, who was possibly going to play and who we game planned for. Um, you know, he wasn't the runner like, uh, like the Marty, Marty kid, number seven. So um, they did a good job bringing him in and then kind of changing their entire game plan based on that. They did not throw the ball much at all. Um, they ran him a lot. Um, so we had to change some things mid-game, and it took us a while to get some things figured out and, and adjusted to, but I thought our defense played really well. I thought there were two drives that I thought we, uh, we didn't get off the field on third down when I thought we should have, and that would have ended the drive. Um, but other than that, I thought we played solid, but I know we can play better. PJ, uh, any temptation to try Winfield on the return game? He's got a little bit of experience at it, more risk of uh, of injury, but he just seems to be able to do everything you ask of him. Well, he that's the one thing about him. He's willing to do anything we ask of him. And, you know, I think Demetrius Douglas, is, you know, he returned a punt for a, a touchdown in the, in the Wisconsin game last year and has done a great job for us. Um, we're going to find a way to always get our playmakers the ball somehow, some way. But, again, he's had a great year on defense. And, you know, sometimes you just don't want to overwhelm somebody. He plays so fast and so hard. Uh, you look at how much you want to be able to put on his plate. And, uh, you know, right now I feel like he's got enough. But if we decide to do that, we'll decide to do it. Did you know Bateman could be that good when you, when you recruited him? Well, we knew he was special. I mean, how special, you just never know, right? But we knew he was in the special category. You know, sometimes, sometimes you recruit players, you're like, all right, this player is really good. He's going to develop into something really great. And then there's sometimes you get a kid and you're like, all right, this kid's going to be special. And he's going to, if, if he is who he thinks he is and he is who we think he is, uh, he's going to develop into something really, really special. And I think that's what Rashad has done because he's not only just a tremendous football player, he's an unbelievable young man. Um, and he has just continued to serve and give this community. And, um, you know, he came here to be a trailblazer. You know, he could have easily taken the, the path of least resistance, which nobody would have blamed him, and went to a place that was already established. But he wanted to be a trailblazer, just like other guys who came here. And not everybody's going to want to do that, and I understand that, but the ones that do find a way to get it done, and Rashad has done that for us. 
BJ, I asked you a little bit about this uh, the other day uh, in, on campus, but when you go into a game like yesterday, do, do you say, I want Muhammad to carry the ball this many times, Brooks this many times, Smith this many times? How do you delegate that, or does it come down to situation and feel for who's got it going that day? Both. Um, we'd like to have all three have the same amount of carries, to be honest with you. And then from there, it'd be situational things based on who does something better than the other person, who's fresher, who's healthier. Uh, who's running the ball better at the time, but we'd like them to all have the same amount of carries if we if it was a perfect world. You know, follow-up to that, Smith came off the field, looked like he might be injured, uh, but he was back in about two series later. I'm assuming he's okay. And any word on Paulson yet? Uh, no word on Paulson just yet, but uh, Rodney's fine. Okay, good. Sid? How about, uh, how about Wisconsin getting 45 points yesterday? What do you think of them? Well, they're a Paul Chris Wisconsin football team. They're tough. They run the football. They play action you. The receivers are really, really good this year. Um, the player quarterback's playing at a very high level. Their defense is one of the best defenses in the country. Um, you know, we have a ton of respect for the rivalry. We have a ton of respect for the University of Wisconsin and what they do and how they do things. Um, you know, we know the rivalry is, is healthy and, and back. Um, and who could have asked for something better? And I think that's what's so fun about this is, You've got one of the biggest rivalries in college football uh, on Saturday, college game day coming to the Twin City area, and um, and and now all the, now now you have you know two ranked opponents, and you're playing for the Big Ten West Championship with a chance to go to Indy and possibly the Rose Bowl uh, in in a worst case scenario type uh, uh, type game. I mean, who who could have drawn that up this year, right? And we we're picked six in the West, so um, you know I think this is what we're talking about of changing. Uh, Minnesota forever, and hopefully having this become the expectation as you keep moving forward. Um, but again, this is this is an exciting time to be a Gopher football fan, and not just one year. But this is this is hopefully a start of a new era uh, that we can do this all the time and at least be in the hunt and be in the fight every year somehow, some way. And that's a credit to our our state, our fans, our alum, our supporters, our boosters, our, our student body. I mean, this is about everybody. But what an exciting time! PJ web traffic on, on Gopher football is is up just unbelievably compared to earlier times. And what comes with that comes concern about things. And, and the new topic of concern is, well, you're going to lose so many guys on, on defense. Can you assure the fans out there who maybe haven't followed the team that long that there there is hope for the future and there may be some guys who can play defense really well next year? Well, first of all, we, we have to stop thinking about what, what's, what's the worst-case scenario to start with. Let's, let's, let's look at the positives, right? I'm a positive guy. Let's look at the positives. Uh, we lose basically two to three seniors on offense, and then we lose some of the guys on defense who are really effective for us. But that's why you recruit. That's why you develop. That's why you find guys that can want to come here and want to be able to be a golden gopher and want to be trailblazers into the future. Um, and that's what we've done. We feel a pretty good job of. Uh, we do lose some very, very talented young people. Um, that are seniors, but we also have guys behind them that we feel are very, very capable, and if not, have a chance to be able to maybe break their records or do something even better than them. That's what you want. Even as an alum, when you leave, you want the program to continue to go up, and you want them to be able to even out-recruit yourself. That's what you want for your alma mater, and hopefully that uh, we can find a way to do that, but uh, you know, we're working every day towards that. P.J., you should be Big Ten coach of the year without a doubt. Like uh, you mentioned after the game, uh, uh, nobody gave you a chance to do anything. Pick your sixth and seventh. What a job you've done. 
and please go into merge and you and that lovely bright ear guy make sure you get a very good steak today. You certainly deserve it. Well, we really appreciate your time as always. And, you know, one more thing. We're just really excited. I think everybody needs to know this. You know, we haven't been, we haven't won 10 plus regular season games since 1905. Regular season games, right? That's a long time. And then we also haven't won seven Big Ten games ever in the history of the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher football. There's a lot of special things happening. We need everybody to show up at game day. Anybody who listens to here, bring your family, bring your kids, bring your grandkids. It's an experience nobody's going to want to miss. And it's one of those type events that go into the Super Bowl events, those parties, those the downtown events. It's like that. So not just University of Minnesota Golden Gopher alum or fans. Bring people who aren't. Just bring people uh, that we can make them Golden Gopher fans. So just want to say thanks to everybody for all your support all year and can't wait to see everybody in a sold-out crowd at TCF Bank Stadium on Saturday. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it, PJ. PJ's a big fan of the Gopher Band. I got two text messages here, people saying the band's indoor concert, 2 o'clock this afternoon at Northup. If you've never seen an indoor concert by the Gopher Band, it is a tremendous thing. Tickets are available 2 o'clock this afternoon on campus, Northup Auditorium. We'll be back with Lindsey Whalen right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. Time to talk, go for women's basketball. Lindsey Whalen joins us. Lindsey, a nice, very nice victory. Uh, kind of a tough one yesterday against a team that turned out to be a pretty good uh, basketball team. We sit right behind, seven rows right behind you. I thought it was your voice, but somebody in that timeout said, we got to do something about uh, get on that number two. And that, <laughs> she was a good freshman player for Montana State. But, boy, did you get on her and the rest of the team when that defense turned it around. Yeah, she was um... – you know, she was dictating the pace of play um, the whole first half. That um, that number two from from Montana State, um, she was kind of getting wherever she wanted. She was um, she was able to dictate the flow of the game, and then we just had to get more. We had to get more determined. We had to, um, you know, ball pressure was was lacking in the first half. Rebounding was lacking. All the all the toughness um, things are lacking in the first half, and then the players really stepped it up there in the end of the third, into the fourth. And it just came to a point where there, where it was, are we? Do we really want to win this game? And if we, if you guys want to win this game, we got to go out here right now and make a statement and and just dictate the the pace of play more. And so they did that, you know, to the players for the second half. But we have got to come out better. There's no question. Next uh, next game on Tuesday night against Bryant. You know, it's interesting the way you have. You wound up having to ask smaller players to rebound. You've only got Bella, who plays a lot, who's got size underneath. But I thought that game turned around for a lot of reasons, certainly the the defensive intensity, offensive intensity. But all of a sudden, everybody was hitting the boards and the difference it made on second chances. I've never seen a game, certainly I've seen a lot of games, but that one turned almost as quickly as anyone I've seen when players kind of heard it and got the message and said, we can play better. Yeah, no question. That's what, you know, we have a lot of talented players. So when we do, when we do get determined and we, we, you know, I thought we played, you know, we had some more extra passes and whatnot in the first, in the second half. When we do do that, we're, we, we can play with anybody as we showed against Arizona State. But if you play, if you don't play that way and you, and you play kind of disjointed as we were in the second half, in the first half, you can lose to anybody. And so that's just basketball. That's the way it is. When you play together, you play as a team, you dictate, you're more determined the other team, really good things can happen for you. 
And the same way as it, as it is in the other side, when the other team is more determined, they're playing together, they can, um, you know, it can be a long night for you. Um, so I think our team, it's, it's always good when you can learn from a win, as you know, uh, Dave, from a lot of years of watching, you want to learn from a win. So we have a video here in about 10 minutes and we're going to learn a lot from that game. And, and we're going to, um, you know, do, do a little bit of work today and, and then get the kids off their feet because we play here now in uh, about 48 hours. You know, Lindsay, you talk about the grueling part of recruiting. Uh, you, you had a, I mean, this is kind of a gift, this breakdown classic you were at on Friday night watching uh, and all these good teams play on Friday and Saturday at Hopkins High School. Uh, you were able to watch a whole lot of games in a short period of time or your staff. I know you had a game yesterday that conflicted, but in general, if you wanted to, you got to see a whole lot of Minnesota players. Well, um, I'm just going to say we're going to recruit uh, the state, and there's a lot of great players here. That's all I can say, Mike. That's all you can talk about. <laughs> Keep you off probation. So uh, that's, uh, that's all I can say. Are you, any any of your freshmen playing a lot of basketball for you? We got we got well we got uh, you know Sarah uh, Scalia from Stillwater who's um, who's having a big impact on the team. Uh, Jasmine Powell is really, uh, you know, she's really emerged as well. Um, you know, she's, you're going to only see her minutes go up and up and up. She's, um, she's playing well. She's our third leading scorer. She's, um, to me, she was the one that, that changed, um, that changed the, the game last night with her energy on defense. And then obviously destiny, um, putting a team on her back offensively at times last night. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like, Powell and Sarah um, are just going to continue to have impact on this team. And, um, you know, it's just going to be exciting to watch all of our freshmen grow. Um, you know, Clark uh, from from out from New York is, is getting better and better every day. Um, she's always asking how she can get better, how can she work. And um, it's really fun to see, um, you know, just the, the kids that we have in here as freshmen that are already having an impact on the program. Lindsay, uh, you got a couple freshmen in sweats. Are they, are they uh, injured or redshirted, or what's their status? Yeah, yeah. So just um, you know, a couple guys are are just a little dinged up with some uh, with some different injuries. So we're um, we're trying to just um, you know, our our athletic training staff is, is top notch. So they're working with them every day, and um, yeah, right now they're just working through some injuries and and whatnot, and just trying to. Um, take care of those things, and as the season progresses, we'll we'll see if um, you know we can get them in the lineup a little bit more. But um, like I said, they're in there with uh, with our training staff daily, um, working to get better, stronger, and, and heal up. Um, you know some of these um, you know just kind of nagging things that they have going on. Do you keep an eye, Lindsay, on the Big Ten quite a bit during the preseason, or do you literally focus on game by game, break down the next team, the next tape, et cetera? Well, yeah, it's, but you, you know, you got to do it all, you know, because you want to be able to see how the conference is doing and, and where people are at. But, um, but yeah, it's on to the next. So today we're going to break down a little of our game from yesterday, but then we got to get ready for Bryant right away. So, um, you got to do a little bit of it all. You know, as you know, you know, Mike, it's, it's just, it's what it is. Once you're, once you're in it, you're in the grind and, and you just, um, you know, you're watching, you're watching everybody and you're trying to, you know, get a feel, but for sure it's always, you know, you know, the next game is the most important game on the calendar. So, um, that's just how we try to approach it. And, and that's the only way to really approach it. But, um, but yeah, you keep track of how people are doing and, and whatnot. And as you got to get to know the coaches too, you kind of see how, how things are going for different people. So, um, you know, when you can, you try to catch as many, uh, you know, games online or on, uh, on TV as possible. About 45 seconds here. Sid's got the final question. How much is right. the attendance 
increase since you took over as coach? Well, uh, let's see. I think last year we went up um, probably about 80 90%. I think we almost almost doubled from the year before. Um, this year, if this team keeps working, this team keeps playing the way that they're capable of, um, really good things will happen for us uh, attendance wise. And, um, you know, my goal, I told, I told destiny by the end of this year, we're getting, we're selling this thing out. Um, but we got to keep playing. We got to keep playing. We keep got to keep playing the right way and, and winning games. And, and, uh, you know, I want to pack the barn as many times as possible. And, um, but our fans were tremendous yesterday. Um, you know, the ones that were, we're there. I know it's a football game. Got to, Lindsay, outside. I got to jump in or we won't get your Murray certificate. Sid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we can't do that. All right. I'm Sid. over here just yammering on. <laughs> All right. We're, we're out of time. We'll get you the certificate. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks so much. This is Lindsey Whalen. I'll just tease a little bit of who we've got in the 11 o'clock hour. We've got Brian Lawton starting things off. Glenn Mason can't wait to talk to us. That's going to be around 1130, 1145, and we'll get you involved too. So right now we'll take a break and come back at the top of the hour. You've been listening to the Sports Auto with Sid, Dave, and Mike. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.